Welcome to the Practical Growth Podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Johnson, top writer on Medium.com, published author, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. You've landed on the podcast that takes you on a journey into the heart of relationships and self-discovery. This is a must listen for those who are ready to overcome their toxic relationships and their toxic patterns. You can expect real talk, practical guidance, and raw and relatable guests that you'll be talking about for weeks. Let's get into it. Hello, hello again, my lovelies, and welcome back to another episode of the Practical Growth Podcast. It's hard to believe we're already in the third episode of the second season. Time flies when you're talking about all the good stuff, and today that is no different. We're going to be talking about toxic positivity and toxic coaches. That's right. The internet is bursting at the seams with people who promise to have the keys to your happiness, but that's rarely the truth. What we're seeing is an alarming trend in harmful, superficial, egotistical advice, which is geared not really to help anybody truly overcome or improve their lives, but instead to boost the egos and the bank accounts of micro-influencers who are really just communal narcissists. Today, I want to teach you the warning signs, the danger to look out for when it comes to this really toxic advice, these superficial ego coaches, and teach you how to find content that's more accessible, that's helpful, that's honest, and that's actually going to help you improve your life without killing your bank account or your spirit. Just before we jump in, this is one last call. One last call to anyone who is interested in the summer session of my eight-week private coaching program. After that little boom on TikTok over the last couple of weeks, many of these spots are now gone. So I have one sure spot still open, um, potentially two. So if you are serious about improving your life, about creating frameworks that will help you to actually act on your goals in your life or your career or your relationships, this is a great program for you. This is designed using neuro-linguistic programming best practices and techniques. Um, And this is not just a hunky-dory, let's build your spirit program. Each week you walk away with a new tool that can help you achieve different behaviors in different areas of your life. So if you're really serious, you're ready to buckle down, you want to go for that spot, then you have to head over to my website right now, therealebjohnson.com and click that button working with me. You'll find the application right there. You need to apply as soon as possible because I'll be announcing those final spots in the next couple of days. Again, that is therealebjohnson.com if you'd like to apply. Toxic positivity. Toxic positivity. That's what it's all about today. And when I say toxic positivity, um, we need to include underneath that umbrella toxic zen, this toxic kind of femininity culture, um, this masculinity culture that's really blooming on places like TikTok and Reddit. We are talking about advice, the gurus, the videos, the books, the seminars, all of these really counterproductive advice and coaching technologies which actually inflict a ton of harm at both an individual level and a societal 
level. Not only do they prevent people from genuinely healing, but what they actually do is create these very superficial, archaic, egoistic ideas on what it means to be happy or what it means to achieve, um, whether that's success or love or material goods, whatever it is. They sell these really basic, really broken, half-baked ideas to vulnerable people, very vulnerable people who are really trying to maybe heal some trauma or confront some serious issues in their life, their relationships, their careers. That's what we're talking about today. That's what I'm going to be hitting at today. And if you've been looking for answers for any amount of time, you have encountered this advice these Sally Homemaker gurus, all of these people more than once on the internet and everywhere else. First, we're going to really break down this toxic positivity, right? Everything I gave you so far is kind of an overarching picture. And you might have a kind of basic idea in your head, but we're going to get really specific here because I want you to be crystal clear on all of this bad advice that's getting hoisted on you all the time, even from like your even these like government mental health resources, right? These, this bad advice that's coming out of a lot of these places. This toxic Zen culture, toxic positivity culture, it is so much of the quote unquote new age culture, especially if you are on places like YouTube and TikTok with the Crystal Sisters, then you know this kind of toxic Zen positivity. The first big problem with it is it does not in any way, shape, or form, acknowledge the full range of human emotions. It straight up doesn't. If you've watched any of these people on the internet or you've read any of their stuff who sell you this kind of, just be zen and peaceful and once you're healed, everything's fine. If you'll notice again and again and again, you're taught to deny your anger. Well, when you're healed, you won't be angry. When when you've done this, you won't be angry. Anger is something to be avoided, denied, shifted as quickly as possible. It's like the shameful stepchild locked in the attic. There is not one of these kind of toxic positivity people who in any way say, hey, listen, um, as humans, we have a ton of emotions. We get sad. We get happy. We also get a little bit angry, too. The trick to being a happy human is being able to live in those emotions, feel them, question them, listen to the answers that they give you, and then act or react or not accordingly. That's what it means. Anyone who's telling you to avoid your anger, to avert your anger, that once you're healed, your anger about everything will just go away, they're lying. And why would they lie about that? Well, probably because they haven't done the work. But it's deeper than that. It's a lot easier for someone to get on the internet and sell you happy, 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 or peace, 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 a soft voice, than it is to teach you how to wade through the mud of your rage or a grief that is so strong that you want to crawl into the grave, right? That's hard to do. Holding that space for someone, teaching them how to hold that space for themselves, It's a heck of a lot harder than telling people, put that in a box and pretend it doesn't exist anymore. Pretend that you're not human anymore. Completely false. And that's one of the big dangers of this new age positivity culture. Another big problem with this toxic positivity stuff and something you've got to look out for is that it sells insecurity. 
It sells the idea that you are broken, that there is something wrong with you, right? And that that's bad, that everything that happened to you makes you bad and that this is all bad. And what that does is it creates this idea of there's never enough, right? There's never enough improvements that you will be able to make. You'll have to buy more books, go to more seminars, do all the things. That's a huge danger and it's an intentional setup because it helps to boost the pockets of the person selling that content. It sells you that insecurity and that idea that you're broken. And Someone may have cracked you, they may have broken you, but that does not mean you cannot be put back together in a way that's better, okay? That you cannot find a way to improve your own life in a way that makes it livable for yourself. A lot of this toxic positivity culture also sells problems, not solutions. I see this over and over and over again. It is such a huge problem on Medium, and I've complained time and time and time again. Some of the front page, you know, gurus, influencers there present so many problems. Negativity, negativity, negativity. Life is awful. Life is awful. Life is awful. And it never offers real solutions, right? So you feel seen, you feel validated, but what's really happening is your wounds are being cut open for money, And then no one's even offering you like a Kleenex. You have to be aware of this whole trauma culture that's built underneath this umbrella of toxic positivity and healing and recovery when all they do is point out really negative, emotive subjects. But then they don't even like close out with like, you can go away from this and do some breathing, take a walk, go and call so-and-so, look at this website, listen to this free hypnotherapy, like nothing, nothing, not a single solution. That's a big danger. And that's something that you need to look out for when all they do is bring the negativity, the trauma to the surface, and then don't even offer you any practical solutions for helping. Okay, kids, this is the point in the show which you might have to buckle up because these are the really insidious, extremely dangerous aspects to this very prominent kind of pseudo-spiritual, new age, zen positivity cultures, communities, okay? So hold on to your butts. First of all, a lot of this advice that you get, especially from a lot of the video influencers, whether that's on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok, so much of the advice that they hand out is absolutely and sincerely rooted in racism, in ableism, and in sexism. Period. Period. Just like two days ago, I was on TikTok and unprovoked... I mean, you know me, unprovoked on the For You page, I was given a video from this coach, Hannah Daly. I believe her name was Hannah Daly. It may have been Heather Daly. Hannah Daly. And she was saying in it, I used to be so unhappy because I was always trying to have an independent life. And then I realized that my happiness was all dependent on submitting to a man. I just needed to find a masculine man who would allow me to submit so that I could be divine feminine. I don't think I need to point out to anyone listening to this how insanely sexist that whole thing was. And then sure enough, you go to her account and I mean, it might as well have been called barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen in 1901 Ireland. Like it was 
Angela's Ashes. It was like the first three chapters of Angela's Ashes. It was absolutely insane. This woman was telling people that their healing from trauma as women, all the abuse that they had suffered at the hands of people who had demanded submission from them, that really what their problem was that they just hadn't found the right people to do that with. They needed to basically go and be indentured servants for someone else if they wanted to be happy. She was literally selling women into unequal relationships. She was telling them to go and make themselves subservient and potentially put themselves at risk rather than doing the work of just being independent and secure in themselves and then finding a partner that equals that. That's as simple as it is. The idea of submission and domination within a relationship, you can apply that in different ways, but fundamentally, the two of you are building one shared world while you maintain two separate worlds as equal individuals and partners. If one has dominion over the other, there will always be conflict and resentment. And that's where the danger sets in, especially for women in today's societies. Quote unquote experts like this girl who had, you know, I'm going to call her a girl because a woman wouldn't sell other women out like that. She had hundreds of thousands of followers and creators like this, quote unquote, gurus and experts. None of them in any way ever create content that considers the bigger picture of what they're selling, what that could do to society if hundreds of thousands of people did it. Their content also never considers the experiences of women who are of different races. I mean, I personally would not go into the indigenous community right now and tell all of those women that their problem was not submitting Creators like this are dangerous, and this toxic positivity is rooted in these very racist and ableist and sexist ideology. And a lot of it also feeds into a checked out culture. Okay. What I have really seen a lot of lately is well, once you're healed, you will detach. You won't care about anything. You won't care about anything. You won't actively try to change anything around you because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Just go and live up a tree and nothing matters. Okay, right. Well, we're not all going to go live up trees, but a lot of us are checking out. And who does that serve? Abusive power structures, which are literally destroying the planet that we live on. Unbuckling the fabric of our societies, our families, our friend groups, our careers, everything that we know. This toxic positivity isn't just about making you be too optimistic or making you put on rose-tinted glasses. It genuinely serves to create a checked-out population, which then allows the powers that be to escalate and do whatever they want to do. Because it's not just you that checks out. Because let's think 5 million people buy the same book that taught you to check out. What happens if 5 million people check out? That shifts the tide of an election. So you need to be very cognizant of what you're ingesting and what the big picture message is behind it. 
Now, none of this is conspiracy theory. I'm not saying that there's orchestrated, you know, marketing campaigns between governments in the news. But I think that we all understand at this point that certain things are allowed to be given to us and other things are not. Right. And that that is for a reason. All of that serves a purpose, whatever that is. But these are the patterns that we're seeing, the behaviors that we're seeing from this very toxic Zen positivity culture. And we're also seeing this. Check out check out these other ways in which we are being affected. Okay, so we've seen this bigger picture. We see this toxic positivity culture now. These femininity coaches, these masculinity coaches that are talking about dominating people and submitting to people and these really just superficial ego boosting archaic outdated ideas that we've done tried tested they didn't work we're just rolling back downhill here's here's what else this does to us it makes us more insecure okay so if you're one of the big hannah daly fans you're going to walk around insecure all the time because when there's inevitably conflict or upset or you don't feel quite right or quite healthy or quite like you're doing what you want to do then inherently you're going to think, oh, I'm not submitting enough. I'm not doing, I'm not doing it right. That is nuts. This toxic positivity stuff more than anything else, it leads to insane personal gaslighting, insane personal gaslighting. I mean, there's, there's absolutely personal accountability to be taken, right? Like you have to be determined to make yourself happy in your life. But at the same time, you cannot do that to the point of, excusing abuse right so yeah you're accountable for your happiness but there's still governments working against you there's still people in your life who harm you cause trauma to you abuse you those outside influences are still a very real thing and you're not accountable for that you didn't choose that you didn't sit on some cloud before you were born and choose to be abused that's nuts but this kind of new age culture teaches those things right? That's part of this, like, just be positive. You chose to do this. You chose to be here. It makes you gaslight yourself to the point that you will go, well, I chose this. So I'm just going to look the other way while these bad things continue to happen and bad people are not held accountable. And if those things, if bad people aren't held accountable, if we don't stand up to bad things, they will continue to happen and they won't stop. They won't change. Okay, there's action that has to be done. And that includes you actively setting boundaries, cutting people off, holding them accountable for what they've done as part of you being responsible for your own happiness. As I mentioned before, it also leads to major emotional stunting. Hardly once have I ever heard any of these little Polly Pocket influencers um, who like to tell women how to be more positive. Um, I never hear them talk about emotional intelligence ever. They never talk about emotional intelligence. It's just like, here's how to be peaceful. Here's how to stop thinking about this. Here's how to do this. They're never like, here is what your emotions mean. And here is how to sit with them and to handle them and to question them and then to react or not react. And then here's how to understand those emotions and other people. Because I mean, that's what would happen if you went to a therapist, a psychologist, a counselor, whatever, They would teach you emotional intelligence, the truth behind your emotions, where they're really rooted in your development. 
that's what these Polly Pocket influencers, these gurus, these experts should be selling you. And if they're not, they either don't know what they're talking about or they're not selling you the real thing. Probably most annoying of all for someone who works coaching people through relationships or after really rough relationships is the toxic relationship patterns that these include. I mean, yeah, just you want to roll back and listen to me complain about Hannah back there for two minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, she's encouraging people to trap themselves in toxic relationships, men as well as women. Men don't want to be dominant all the time in the relationship. That's <laughs> anyone who's selling that. There's full of crap, full of crap. Men just want to be human in their relationships. They just want to be human in their relationships. The full scale of that. They don't want to have to carry the weight all the time. They want to be able to just lay down and cry sometimes. Everybody does. The world sucks. Okay? So you've got to pay attention to the kind of relationship cycles that this includes. And that also includes the cycles of lack and abundance. So many of these programs or these ebooks or these, you know, articles, advice columns, TikTokers, whatever, they really encourage a kind of lack mindset and because they need that because they need you chasing 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 to make purchases your bank account dwindles you see it you panic that puts you in a mind state of being broke which then encourages your behaviors even your subconscious behaviors to do that right which is going to affect the decisions you make and performance at work or opportunities you might take which then confirms the lack mindset abundance right it's not cosmic it's just common sense these a lot of these toxic positivity things that's the cycles that they put you in even subconsciously because they need your money more than they need you to be better and on that same set so much of their content infantilizes people just completely infantilizes them it treats people like they're idiots like they're clowns like they're fools and people buy into it and they check out um, and then they just keep paying in, paying in, paying into cycles that don't pay anything out for them. And that's partially why it's so great that this, that's why this half-baked, half-thought-through content from people who are not fully awake, they're not awake at all, <laughs> not even a little bit. That's why it encourages these, you know, kind of racist, sexist, ableist structures, because it encourages people to check out, it, you know. If everyone's walking around going, not my circus, not my monkeys, about everything, except whether or not they get a Mercedes or a Birkin, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. You've got people who are not changing things, who are not making the world around them, even just your little street, your little neck of the woods better. It is an absolute disaster for society. Right. Fine, then. So how do we stop this? How do we stop it? Let's just get let's get down to the actual nitty gritty of it. Right. Because I'm not about to be one of these men or women who stands up there and points out bad, 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 and doesn't tell you how to fix it. So in my personal opinion, and in my personal experience, these are the five ways that we nip it in the bud we stop giving these people our money. We stop giving them our time and our attention. And we focus on people who are doing the good work and making good things happen, or at least, you know, coming from the right intentions. I want you to ask yourself these five questions every single time you encounter a coach, 
you encounter a quote unquote expert. I don't care what letters they have after the name. I don't care if it's me. I don't care if it's your therapist. I don't care if it's someone on TikTok with 50 million followers. I really don't care. Ask yourself these five questions. And if at any point they fail these five questions, eh, you know, keep it at arm's length. Okay. I'm not going to tell you not to ingest it because even a broken clock is right twice a day. Right. But don't put all your eggs in the basket. Let's put it that way. Number one, um, are there steps to follow? Are there? Okay. That's great. This person is telling me some, some things that are bad. What are, what is their concrete advice for getting out of it? Like what are the actual steps, right? They should have do one, two, and three in order to feel better. Right. Yes, they should. And then you got to break that down one step further. What does this one, two, and three look like? Does this one, two, and three do these steps? Is that something that someone who didn't have any money could do? Is that someone who was maybe being mistreated? Could they do these steps and find improvement? If it only helps one certain set of people, it's probably not necessarily coming from a fully awake place. So you'll want to, again, just tread with caution, especially if someone's not even offering any kind of here's how to fix it to begin with. They just like, here's the bad thing. And they don't tell you like how to make yourself feel better from the bad thing. You need to be cautious. You need to be really cautious because they're probably just creating emotive content to stir you up to get money or attention from you so that they can sell advertising or whatever else they need to sell to you. And number two, um, ask yourself, what is this content asking of me? What is it asking me to do? Like, what is it literally like, even if it they don't have like, here's steps one, two, and three, what is it encouraging me to do? You need to l- read between the lines a little bit here, right? So for me, when I was watching Miss Daly's videos on TikTok, because believe me, I'm going to watch some videos before I come in here and talk. Um, I, within about 30 or 40 seconds went, right. So I am being told that for me as a woman, because this is what she was saying as women, this is what we have to do to be happy as an all women heteronormative (laughs) nonsense, um, that to be happy, I had to put myself in a position beneath someone else. That's what I needed to do to be happy. I needed to sit in a house bear children that I did not want. I didn't want that. Um, And cook and clean and provide in the house for someone that comes home and provides money for me. Absolutely not. That made my skin crawl. This is, what is this, 1850? Absolutely not. You always need to think, what is this pressing me to do? If I sat in a room with this person and said, hey, this guy told me to uh, shut up and make him a meal, what should I do? Like you need to imagine you were having that conversation with whoever's giving you advice. And if it seems like what they would be leaning towards is, well, shut up and make him the meal. Or yeah, tell her to shut up and make you a meal. If it's this kind of like hurt others or hurt yourself or act on these really archaic base instincts that subject other people, you got bad information. You've got bad information from a source that's not up to date. You're you at best you're like Encyclopedia Britannica 1924 or something. You know what I mean? Just put it down. 
just leave it alone. Move on maybe to content that's asking you to tap into a more elevated sense of self. Number three, I want you to ask yourself, what does this make me feel and how does this improve my knowledge? So as you're reading it, as you're watching it, whatever it is, notice how you feel. Literally notice your emotions. What do your emotions do? Does it make your emotions spike? Are you suddenly very sad? Are you suddenly very, very angry? Because what should happen if you're getting good advice, it should absolutely spike you, right? Like we want to get your attention. We want to tap into, you know, that part of you that's hurting because that's the part we're talking to. That's the part we want to help you fix. Uh, someone who's really trying to help you, right? But then does it leave you hanging in that that negative emotion? Does it open up that childhood trauma wound and then it doesn't like ease you back down into any sense of optimism or hope? Like real optimism and hope as in like, oh, I could go and do that right now and that would help me stop crying. That would actually make me feel a lot calmer. If If it doesn't offer that, big red flag. Anything that puts you into a negative emotion and leaves you there, big red flag. And then you also need to consider what information does it provide? Did it provide any knowledge or did it just open up a wound? There is quite a few of the front page writers on Medium who are horrible for this. I've had them blocked now for (laughs) over a year, but they like to go in there and poke around in trauma and like rip open trauma wounds. And then it's just like nasty, nasty, nasty. There's never any like hopeful landings at the end because there is hope on the other side of that, right? Like it's not easy, but you can absolutely learn to live a mentally and emotionally free life after your trauma. Even if you have PTSD and CPTSD, there's things that you can do, right? So that you can regain control of your life. It's just harder. But a lot of these these negative toxic positivity things, they don't acknowledge that. It's just like shut the door or rip open the wound and just leave it there. And they they tell you that they're like validating you, right? Because you guys are resonating in each other's trauma. But it's really not. They're milking you. Without a solution without providing any kind of like hopeful go this direction here's some resources they're just milking you number four ask yourself what's the big picture here what is the big picture what is the big picture and by that i mean i want you to imagine that if every single person in your country okay i don't know where you're listening this from most of you are probably listening to it in the united states So whatever, is it like, is it 417 million now or something like that in the U.S.? Maybe it's still like 326. I don't remember what it is. Imagine if every single person in the whole entire country did this thing, what would that look like? Well, if every single person in the country couldn't do it, that's problematic, isn't it? Another big problem is if every single person in the country did this, would it look like the handmaid's tale? That's a problem as well. Any big picture that you get off of any kind of here's how to be positive, here's how to be zen, and it doesn't offer a totally equal and considerate and empathetic perspective, a human perspective that considers everyone. It's just, you know, I know you can't write specifically every topic for everybody, but no one should feel entirely like disgusted and excluded and unwanted from something that's supposed to be helping people improve their mental health, their emotional health, their relationships or their behavior. Last but not least, 
Number five, I want you to ask yourself, okay, what's the facts here? Is this reliable information? Is it scientifically backed? Are there studies? So I'm not saying that every single thing that your favorite internet advice person posts has to be cited like a research paper, but there should absolutely be references, you know, at least, you know, here and there throughout their work to real studies that they themselves are reading to get their information from, from research projects, from colleagues, you know, whatever it is, they should have like concrete evidence. It shouldn't be someone just saying like, oh, you should be submissive. You should be submissive. Oh, what's the factual studies on that, honey? Because I've read more studies that suggest that women who are single without children are the happiest segment of women, like pound for pound across the world. But I haven't seen any studies that show that women who are entirely submissive to someone who dominates them at all times in the arena of life being happier. I've never seen that study ever, ever. It doesn't exist because all of us are happy when we're equals. And that includes men. Men want to be able to be soft as well. That's just factual. We all have emotions. We all have the same emotions. That's why anytime you are listening to this, watching this, following someone, trying to learn something new, consider that. Where is this coming from? What are their sources? Are they someone who actually ever refers to sources? Do they use sources? Do they follow, you know, best practices? Do they really try to strive and be expert and professional and up to date on their topic? If you answer no to any of that, you got to sign off. You got <laughs> you have to sign off. And if you ask yourself those five questions, you are pretty set. You're pretty set on identifying content that has the right intentions, that has the right goals, that is really probably going to give you some advice that's useful and that's not going to try to ring you out for everything that you are. Because like it or not, that's most of this kind of positivity, zen, relationship advice. It's all this kind of pseudo-spiritual, new-agey stuff wrapped up into it as well, which just preys on your emotions. It preys on this primal part of yourself that wants to think that you can control every single solitary aspect of the world around you. And you absolutely cannot. You cannot. The only thing you can entirely control is yourself. You can control yourself entirely. There's nothing in the world around you you can control. Bad things are going to happen to you. But you can choose what you do on the other side of that bad thing. Whether that's march to Capitol Hill and burn something down or it's, you know, you know, start revolution at home where you set boundaries you've never set before. And you tell people like, no, enough's enough. I'm I'm not going to react to your anger. I'm not going to put up with your life if it negatively impacts mine. The only thing you can do is control yourself. And anything else that sells you like your happiness is tied into someone else or your happiness is tied into controlling another person, it's just not going to happen. And it's not coming from a good place. We need to elevate our thinking, elevate the way we see healing, the way we see recovery. It's all tied into our emotional intelligence. Understanding our own humanity. 
which is biological. Okay, so much of it is just tied into the way our brain chemicals work and the way they interact with our nervous systems. And the way those emotions are generated from our experiences and our memories. There's so much of that that has to be considered. And so much of that is a blanket human experience. And we need to accept that. And the the sooner we accept that, we can move towards a more elevated society that sees ourselves just as equals as humans who are responding as well as they can to what they've been handed with the (laughs) heartbreaking lack of tools they've been handed. Stop settling for advice that appeals to your ego and strive for advice, for content, for coaching, for programs that appeal to your humanity and the humanity of those around you. It should encourage you to see the humanity in everything. All right. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you loved this episode or you've loved any of the episodes we've done so far, whether that's, you know, the ones on narcissism or gaslighting or toxic families, toxic relationships, why not head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a quick five star review? If you do that and take a screenshot of your review, I'll give you a free ebook. All you have to do is send a screenshot to me. You can email it to me just head over to my website or you can send it to me on Instagram or TikTok. Lots of options out there. Just find me on any social media platform or email it to me and I'll give you a free ebook, any free ebook off of my website. It is really that simple. Thank you so much for supporting, for listening, for reading, for applying for my coaching. Really, honestly, we are changing things. It's so small and we're doing it slowly one person at a time, but we are. So until next time, keep your heads up, keep moving forward. Bye-bye.